soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made all. I've been made new. On this joy in your waters, let your river rush in over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. Release the dove. Release the dove. We've been talking about going beyond the mist. Stop living on a mist, but get in the river. Stop living on a mist, but let's, let's be filled with the Spirit of God. Let's, let's live with the dove. How many want the dove in your life? The Holy Spirit of God in your life. You know, there's, there's, there's a big difference between just being saved and walking in the Spirit. Come on. A lot of people are saved, but there's a lot of Christians that don't even know what I'm talking about. They think it's some theological thing. You know, walking in the Spirit. Well, yeah, whatever. I guess I am. No, you know if you're walking in the Spirit. Say, Pastor, how do you know? How do you know if you're walking in the spirit? Because it's scary. Hello? I told someone this morning, it's like riding a roller coaster. That's why we raise our hands. Hello? That's why we raise our hands. You know? Some people like to hang on in the roller coaster. Some people like to let go. That's the difference right there, right there. Which one, which Christian are you? The hang on, let's be careful kind of thing? Or are you the hands in the air? Let's go, Jesus. Amen. Do we have any radical Christians in the house? Oh, there you are. There you are. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. The key to this kind of living, uh, you know, we talked about the mist, which we, well, we talked about back in Genesis, right? I don't need to review that, right? God didn't send rain. Because there was no man. There's no man to till the ground. You send rain, all you get is, you know, the, 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 you get jungle. You, get, you just get overgrown. You need a man to make. So God will not send blessing unless there's a man to maintain it, to structure it, to, to feed it, to nurture it. Come on now. But there's a key also in the book of Genesis. So let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. How about that? Let's start, let's start right in the beginning. And that's not a baseball thing, in the beginning. No, that's... See, i got to know my audiences. i got to talk to my sports people. Oh. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But the earth was without form. And void, watch that, darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, that's the dove, was hovering over the face of the waters. Let's read that in the message just to get a different flavor. First this, God created the heavens and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky Blackness, God's Spirit 
brood it like a bird above the watery abyss. The Holy Spirit is what brought order out of chaos. Then we get into the seven days of creation. But apparently at some point, we just got this soupy, you know, irky kind of mess. And, and, it's, and it's dark and it's, it's chaotic. In other words, God just went poof. And, but there was nothing organized about it. There, there was, so the Holy Spirit broods over it, hovers over it like a bird. Wow. You say, well, that's fine. That's back then. No, that's right now. That dove circled and hovered over you. First to convict you. To let you know that your life's going in the wrong direction. You need to come to Jesus. That your life was a mess. How many would admit before you were saved, your life was a mess? Rest of you were born saved. Okay. My life was a mess. Sometimes I think it's still a mess. Come on, saints, let's be honest. You're not all that. You look a lot better than you did. You're probably living a little better than you were. But we all still need the dove. That Holy Spirit of God will bring order to your chaos. He will bring structure to chaos. He will bring order. He'll put your life together the way it ought to be lived. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Give him a praise if you know what I'm talking about. He's described as a dove, and he brings this chaos. But notice he doesn't land anywhere. Watch that. We'll get to that later. He didn't land anywhere. He just broods. He just hovers like like a helicopter. He just hovers over it, and he brings order into chaos. But listen, I want more. I don't want the Holy Spirit to just bring order to my life. I want him to rest. I don't want him just hovering. I want him resting. Is anybody following what I'm saying? So let's go to the next step. Where do we next see a dove? Genesis chapter 8 and verse 4. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the 17th day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of his ark which he had made. Oh, that's good. Then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. Uh He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot, and she returned into the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her, drew her into the ark to himself. He had, she had, I wonder if the Holy Spirit's a she. All right, let's not. I just like to mess with you. So the dove had no place. So he waited another seven days. Again, he sent the dove out from the ark. Uh-huh. 
Then the dove came to him in the evening. A bowl of freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth, and no one knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, which did not return again to him anymore. So first he sends out a raven, and the raven never came back. So what does that mean? That raven is, because a raven is different from a dove. A raven lives off of dead things. So the raven was happy out there. There's dead bodies floating everywhere. (laughs) All of humanity, all the animals, plenty of food for the raven. Come on now. Yeah, you can live as a Christian by living off of dead things, I guess. But I don't want to live off of dead things. I don't want to just get by. I want the living God. Amen. I want living truth. I don't want to just get by. I want to eat off the things of heaven. I want the manna from heaven. Hallelujah. And the fullness of God. Is anybody else in this place hungry for a real meal? I'm tired of empty calories. Ho-hos only take you so far. Twinkies will take Oh, Jesus. There are Christians that are living off of dead things. It's called tradition. It's called religion. It's called just getting by. It's called just showing up on Sunday morning. It's, it's called not praying. It's called not seeking. It's called just getting by. Amen. It's time, oh, my God, that we get hungry for a real meal and the real deal. So he kept sending the dove out. And the dove finally came back with, with an olive branch. Ah, oh, there's something growing out there. Something's happening out there. But he kept going back to the ark. I wonder how many times does the Holy does the Father send the Holy Spirit into our lives and he flies on home? How many times does the Holy Yeah, this is one of those rough sermons. No one's going to be running during this sermon. No one's like, doing, you know, helicopters. No. How many times does the Holy Spirit look for a place to land in your life and there's nothing but deadness, nowhere to land? Oh, he's hovering, and I guess you're saved. I hope you're saved. But there's no place for the Spirit. Oh, I'm getting messed up. Y'all, y'all can't handle this. Let's just go home. Let's just go home. <laughs> it's a delicate thing for the Holy Spirit to be dwelling on you. You, you can't. It, say, how do I walk in the Spirit? How how about this? How about if you just imagine 24 hours a day, every day, a dove on your shoulder? How would you walk if you had a dove on your shoulder? You'd be careful who you approached. 
you'd be careful where you went, how you walked. Come on now. Because just the dove won't stay if it feels threatened or, come on. And I'm not saying God is timid or anything like that. I'm just saying he doesn't land everywhere. See, y'all, y'all don't want to hear this. Y'all don't want to hear this. Apparently, apparently you don't. <laughs> He's looking for a resting place. Too many churches today are feeding off of dead things. Let's act like the world and draw a crowd. Let's throw holiness out the window. Let's really not care how people live. Let's say it all goes and everything's okay as long as we can draw a crowd. These are loaves and fishes churches. Huge crowds, perhaps. I'm not saying every church that has a huge crowd is wrong. I'm just saying, you know, because it can happen in little churches. But there are churches where it's just about the loaves and the fishes. I love the song we sang. God, I'm not here for a blessing. You don't owe me anything. (laughs) Sang all those songs that messed me up. I could hardly preach. One person song said, I went to the father's house, but the master was gone. The song says, we're running with the case, but we don't have the gold. <laughs> running with the box, but there's no gold in it, no presence. We need the presence of God in our lives. We need the doxa. We need an awakening that will change our lives. Is anybody with me in this place? Come on and just give him a praise, Amen. I know it's a hard message. Where do we see the dove again? Matthew 21, verse 12. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. How many of us are stealing the glory? Wanting our own way, our own attention. Then, say then. Say it like you believe it. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Then, then what? Then, after the doves. Can you imagine how Jesus felt? Let, let's, let's, let's get into the picture here. This is just before the crucifixion. He's going to Jerusalem for the last time. He's going to the temple to pray. Isn't it sad that he, I don't know that he ever really, there's no record of him actually praying in the temple that day, but he, he had to go out into, an, into a garden to pray. He couldn't pray in the temple. He comes in the temple to pray. It's his father's house. And as he walks in, all he sees is merchandising. All he sees is money changers who are making a profit. And there's nothing wrong with profit, but they were ripping people off. 
If you don't understand what was going on there, when you came to church, you had to bring at least a, at least a dove, a pigeon. Aren't you glad you don't have to bring a pigeon to church anymore? But you had to bring a sacrifice. And people were coming from all over the empire. You can't travel thousands of miles on foot, hundreds of miles on foot, carrying your little pigeon. So you'd come to the temple with your foreign money. You'd come from Rome and Athens and Spain and Africa And you'd come with your foreign money and you'd exchange it for the temple money. Exchange it for church money. And they would rack up the exchanges so they would make a lot of money on it. Then you would take that money and you would buy their little caged up doves. Oh, come on, church. You'd buy their little caged up doves, and they marked those up too, so they made money that way. They were, they were getting rich at the expense of people's worship. God help the preacher whose only goal is to get rich at the expense of other people's worship. God help the preacher who only wants fame and recognition at the expense of people's worship. Oh, the devil doesn't like this. I don't care. Here he goes. He says, I can't believe this. I came here to pray, and they're just ticking me off. I am upset. I don't think it's a coincidence because they were probably buying and selling a lot of other stuff, but he specifically mentions that the doves were in cages. We Sometimes we think we just can't have church unless we can control everything. Let's just keep it in a cage. I don't know about that Journey Life Center. They keep blowing those shofar things. those kids up there, it distracts me. Shut your eyes. (laughs) I'd like it better in the old church. Oh, you mean when we we waved our dirty handkerchiefs? Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, it distracts me. Oh, you mean like you wanted back in the old church when people ran the aisles like that wasn't distracting. (laughs) Bad pastor. (laughs) More. (laughs) That's because you're out there. Oh, give it to them. Yeah, you don't have to face them in a few minutes. Jesus, help us. As long as we can control, there are preachers that do not want the move of the Holy Spirit because it's out of their control. We got to have services that are that are tailored and cut and short, and we we can only preach you know twelve. They, they got it down to a science now. Apparently, in this generation, y'all can only handle twelve minutes of preaching. That's it. So the latter half of the sermon, I've lost you. 
Our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Amen. Used to be based on age, and now I don't know what it is based. <laughs> Apparently, that's not the way it works anymore. So, if something unusual happens in the service, we get all nervous. Some of you have prayed. You've invited people to church, and you prayed. Oh God, don't do anything crazy today. And you know that's the craziest day. And after church, they go, oh, that was so real. That was God. I was, and you go, <sighs> I honestly don't care what God wants to do in our services. I do care if you act like a hayseed in the flesh. <clears throat> Preacher, what about wildfire? We can handle wildfire. Don't worry about the wildfire. Let's just get the fire. And when, when, the, when the power of God begins to move, it does tend to attract weird people sometimes. Sometimes it attracts the poor and the needy and the unwanted. Anybody okay with that? Wow. We, we have to kick over the cages and release the dove. How many want an awakening? How many want the dove released? How many don't care what God does? How many don't care how weird it may seem to us in the natural? How many are saying, God, whatever you want, I'm on board with this. Amen. Release the doves. Release the doves. Kick over the cages of your own life. Amen. What's, what's caging the dove in your life? Let's kick it over and let's receive the power of the Holy Spirit and let's live as spiritual people in these last days. Give him a praise. You've heard of John 3.16. How about 1 Corinthians 3.16? Watch this. Oh, wait, wait. Before I read that, notice, I, I, I got to get back to this. Right after he kicks over the cages, he heals the blind. He heals the cripples. He heals the sick. We're not going to see miracles till we kick over a few cages. Jesus, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Wow. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So let's not just criticize the church because you're the temple. And it's up to you whether or not you are caging the Holy Spirit. How many are still here? But the best image of the dove is this image. Uh, uh, John 3.16, 1 Corinthians 3.16. How about Matthew 3.16? I love the 3.16s. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened uh, to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a, descending like a, and alighting upon him. <laughs> there it is. Verse 17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. First of all, I have a question. What in the world had Jesus done at this point for the father to say he was pleased with him? 
He had not preached a message. He had not healed a single person. He was not in his ministry. He was a carpenter. I guess he made good bookcases. Jesus isn't pleased with you because of what you've done. He's pleased with you because you're his son. Oh, you should get that in your spirit. You should get that in your heart. Quit trying to get his approval when he's already approved you. Quit, quit, quit trying to be his beloved when you're already in the beloved. Quit, quit trying to get his attention when he's already gazing upon you before you ever knew he existed. Quit trying to earn his love. Quit looking for a reward. Quit trying to get ahead. Quit trying to get his attention. You already have it. You already have it. This is my beloved son. The Holy Spirit. It was as if he crowned Jesus. He crowned him with the Spirit. What's your crown? What would you want to be crowned with? Jesus wanted to be crowned by the dove. Listen, the dove finally found a resting place. From all the way from Genesis... He never found a resting place till then. He found a resting place on the head of the body. And if you'll just make sure you're part of that body, because it's really, you know, I almost make it sound like it's about you. I know we need to kick over some cages, all that stuff. But listen, if you're part of the body, he's already on the head. Just start living that. Just start walking in that. Get into the reality of who he is. Oh, God, help us. Finally, the dove has found a resting place. It's on the body of Christ. And I'm part of the body. Good morning, and thank you for listening to this sermon from Pastor Philippi from Journey Life Center. I'm Misty, Pastor Philippi's administrative assistant. I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to our fall awakening services. We will be hosting revivalist Matt Hartley. You may recognize Matt Hartley's name as he was one of the leaders in the West Virginia revival from a few years ago. You will not want to miss any of these awakening services. They will begin on Sunday, October 27th at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. We will also have services nightly, Monday, October 28th through Wednesday, October 30th at 7 p.m. every night. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at 419-747-2404. We are also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Journey Life Center. You can also visit our website at journeylifecenter.org. Please have a blessed day, and thank you for listening.